CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the newest and greatest podcast in the galaxy, The Real Dirt with Chip Baker, your insider industry connection to accurate and entertaining information about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The Real Dirt with Chip Baker is a podcast series featuring the cannabis industry's expert pioneer growers, venture capitalists, lawyers, and dispensary owners, rolling joints and dropping knowledge about cannabis technology, production, cultivation, and everything in between. The future of legal cannabis has arrived, and we want to give you the real dirt with Chip Baker. So, Steve, this is the real dirt with Chip Baker. A cannabis podcast with business, technology, and politics of our new legal cannabis market. And I'm here with Steve Geeter, and I'm going to let you introduce yourself. My name's Steve Geeter, and I'm uh, here sitting in Trinidad with Chip. Trinidad, uh, California. Trinidad, Trinidad California, California. Humboldt right. County. Humboldt. Up in the redwoods on the coast. Right, sitting looking at some redwood trees out the back window here. On a misty, rainy afternoon in the middle of the summer. Yeah, this is the Molecule Studios, we're calling it. Molecule Studios. Yeah. I like it already. Yeah, you, you know this building's built in the shape of a THC molecule. I was told that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Local legend. Local legend has it. Has it. <laughs> <laughs> and Trinidad is a uh, drinking town with a fishing problem, yeah. from what I hear. That That is true. So uh, here in Humboldt with uh, my good friend Steve Geeter. Steve is involved with so many aspects of cannabis from uh, supplying equipment, manufacturing fertilizer, dispensaries, extracts, political movement, social movement, the hemp movement. You are becoming or have become or are an uh, enthusiast cannabis entrepreneur. That's correct. Yeah. And I got involved uh, in this whole, uh, now they call it an industry, yeah, uh, no doubt, huh? back in uh, when I was about 17, walking around the uh, Grateful Dead parking lot in Philadelphia. Somebody said they had some, some good herb. I was looking to get some. They called it Humboldt. I thought that was a type of herb. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. I, I later realized it was a place. It was a region. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. And That's how uh, it used to be, though. It used to be called, like, the region that it was from, right? And, yeah. Right? 100%. You'd get Humboldt, then when, from when you were in the rest of the country, they'd say, oh, this is Humboldt. And then when you'd come to Humboldt, they would say, oh, it's from Honeydew, it's from Alder Point, it's from Petrolia, it's from Fieldbrook, mm -hmm. it's from Oric. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> right. Salmon Creek. Right. Is... right, Salmon Creek, before all the clones started. Yep. Right? It's true. So when did you come here? I moved uh, to Humboldt County in uh, 2001. 2001. 2001. From, uh, I moved from uh, South Lake Tahoe. I lived there for three years before. And I moved, uh, I was in Leadville, Colorado for one year and uh, straight out of Philly. Right, right. So that was 2001. So you started uh, the North Coast Horticulture Supply 2002, three. Uh, 2001. No, you. So this year's a, this year's the fifteenth uh, wow. anniversary for North Coast Horticulture Supply. Wow, or as most locals like to call us NHS. NHS. Wow, that was fifteen years ago. I, I do you remember the first time we met in your store? You, you you might not remember. Do you remember this? 
I'm not positive. You're not positive. I'm not right, positive. Right, right. Remind me of the first time. The well, uh, it was that car dealership. Your first shop, yeah. Right. Yeah. All the boxes. You just had boxes stacked up on the floor and no shelves. I decided I'd open the right. shop in a building that was all glass windows on the highway yeah. in Humboldt. Prior to uh, Paul Gallego saying, oh, "Everybody, uh, I will not prosecute anyone for green drug cases." Right, and that was uh, the former district attorney Paul Gallego. And previously, we'd had Terry Farmer, who wanted to prosecute and rob anybody for anything and would bust people for ten plants. Yeah, right. right around that same time, they passed the yeah. thing saying, you know, oh, I remember everybody a, was like, a ten by ten, everybody can grow yeah. a ten by ten. Dude, did you see that guy open up the hydro store right on Highway One Hundred One? Oh my God, he's crazy. Yep, exactly. Right, you remember the yep. stories? Oh, I put uh, lights in the window. And I'd totally. swing the lights. I would swing back and forth in the most the busiest part of the night, so everybody knew I was there. Right. You know, people were like, "Why? How can you think you're going to open the store? You don't know anybody in town. You're going to open right up on the highway. That's a horrible location." But I started looking into advertising, billboards, magazines. Yeah, right, right, right. I thought I was. It was worth twenty thousand dollars a month in advertising to be in that spot. Yeah. Right. So it was worth. Uh, putting myself out there, you know, you open a business, people, you're selling yourself. People came in there and eyed me up and down. Who do you know? Where are you from? Oh yeah. I was I 20, yeah. 23 years old or so opening a store from Philly out in Humboldt. I didn't know a single person when I moved here. And so I just went for it, put myself on the stage and, uh, I went to school for horticulture before that. I've always had a green thumb and I love to solve problems, and I love plants, and uh, trying to do the right thing. I thought I could open a store in Humboldt that would sell nothing but organic nutrients. <laughs> and then I found right, out that right, I couldn't, right. I couldn't buy that. Right. As a as a supplier, right. Those things were unavailable yep. to me as a retail store owner, and, and still are in to Humboldt some County, and still are to some degree. Yeah. Right. And just the you know the practices that I saw here when I moved first opened my eyes and people started to tell me things yeah, once right. they trusted me. Right. Blew me away. The Yeah, back then it was blew very, me away. It was very I mean, I'll use a derogatory Humboldt term. It was very oaky back then. Okay. You know that's fair. pre internet. Uh, it was pre open discussion on cannabis cultivation <laughs> techniques. You literally got to learn from your next door neighbor or just discussion and conversation at the coffee shop or the bar. Yeah, right. That's correct. And until the the internet came about until uh, uh it's so funny we say that until they invented the internet we didn't know shit when computers you know? the keys were this big when i was a kid <laughs> but you, you know what i'm saying man 100%. Like, you, i remember you know, when computers came to school yeah right 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 first year we had them it's uh it was different back then than it is now for sure people hid people were scared they they didn't want to talk openly about it uh, uh, at the grocery store anyway, at yeah. the bar, like How about people the are like, oh, I got, I got, I got pounds of growing outdoor, indoor, light up greenhouse. You How know? about the grocery store on the highway? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And definitely not the grocery store on the highway. There's nowhere to park. So, uh, that was 2001. I, I came into your late shop. Late October, late October. I can't, I probably came into your shop 2002 though. Yeah. 2002. Right, it was a little bit later. Right, I, I, yeah, I, I remember the East Coast. You know, accent was still there predominantly. You've totally gotten rid of it now. 
I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Fifteen years later, I mean, I'm going to jump out and say this: uh, you you may have the some of the largest hydroponic garden stores in the country right now. It's right? true. Yeah, it is true. Yeah, I uh, think uh, recently we looked at some numbers from some different reports we were being fed and. Uh, it seems that uh, North Coast Horticulture Supply does uh, approximately 2% of the national hydroponic market. Holy shit. And at one point, I would I would say, um, I know we had the, before Calirado popped off, we had the largest uh, and busiest store in the country right. in a town called McKinleyville, California. Yeah, right. Never heard of that, Never have you? That, right. Locals, uh, I heard that that was called Oklahoma by the Sea. Okie by the sea, Georgia by the sea. And then I moved there, and I I agree. <laughs> I agreed. And I moved out of there as well because my neighbors uh, were shooting too many shots off in the, for no reason in the right. middle of the day in a quarter-acre property. Right, right, right. Totally. And that's, you know, that's, that's... Guns and Humboldt. That's Oklahoma by the sea. Yeah, totally, totally. So that shop's like 25,000 square feet, 20,000 square uh, feet. In McKinleyville, it's 16,200 16, uh, square, square feet of covered space where we have uh, warehouse stuff for some of the other stores. But I think the retail spot is about uh, 6,000 uh, where customers can access. Right, right, right. How many other stores do you have now? Um, five at this point, five other stores, three more North Coast Horticulture Supply stores, and I'm a partner in uh, Headlands Garden Supply in uh, Fort Bragg, right, California, right, 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 on the Mendocino wow, Coast. Wow. How much did you start that first store off? Um, I've, I had about $13,000 myself, and I got a partner that, that also put in uh, fifteen grand, and I agreed that we would be, we agreed 50-50 partners. Uh, I would run the store and get paid to do it. We shook hands. Right. No business plan. No loans. Mm-hmm. Nobody there. Just doing it. Just going. I said, I'll it. do it. You trust me? Give me, you know, fifteen grand. We'll do this. And that's my partner to this day. Uh, same situation, you know. Awesome. Yep. That's great. That's great. It's great to have good people you get to work with. Well, man, now you're, I mean, I, 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 don't, I mean, I got thirty thousand dollars worth of wisp snips now. <laughs> you know. Yeah, right. Which no most doubt, people yeah. don't know what that is still, but that was the number no one doubt. trimming people still piece when those? I opened up the little wisp snips. They were number one. Are people still buying those? A, a little bit, yeah. Right, right. Of right, course right. they are, you know. Right. right. On Bull County then. Yeah, yeah, no, man. People well, do things. I mean, those things work good. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No <laughs> doubt. For some people have smaller hands, bigger hands. The blue hands. ones or the steel ones? The blue. The blue. The blue. Right, right. right. With a little, the little two finger. <laughs> A oh thumb and a finger, <laughs> right? The, uh, the the snips, they're they're what are they technically called? Thread snips. Yeah, I think you know. I, there's all these legendary stories about Fisker's reps coming up here. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. the early days, like what? How in the world are all these people? I hear those those urban legends of turkey bags and Fisker representatives. But... I think it's true. I've seen them. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, you've seen them. Uh, yeah, hell, uh, now they know exactly what's going on. That's for sure. Oh yeah, yeah unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but you know, interestingly, the the I mean, roaster bags yeah. are almost still a California like like thing. Yeah, right. Like I think so. you know, they still are. And throughout Colorado and throughout the rest of the country, I see Ziploc bags and I see literally vacuum seal bags. 
Yep. Right. And and that's how, you know, people package it. Like that's the East was, mixing with the West. Dude, it's Canadian. Is <laughs> the Canadian leftover from the nineties, right? Right. You know, like stuff all that shit in an eight by eleven vacuum seal bag and send it over double, to me. Triple. Right, right. Double right, triple. Right, right. And I but yeah, still in Humboldt they use uh uh turkey bags for sure. Yeah, you know? turkey bags are it's it's classic. Yeah. Yeah, I was, we have uh, some ostrich bags. Oh, sure, ostrich, ostrich bags. bags. What are those twenty pounders or ten looks like, pounders? It looks or like something? it's a definitely at least a ten. It's definitely <laughs> at least a ten. Wow, you're a complex guy, Steve. Let's let's like list off all the stuff you're involved with, just to like just to say it. I mean, I okay. think I thought I might have I mean, a yeah. lot of stuff going on. I like, mean, it's I'm I'm not too bad putting being put on the spot. I mean, I usually thrive right. like that. But when you're like, well, here, introduce yourself. Sometimes it, I get caught up. Introduce you. Well, here we have Steve Geeter with Humboldt Green North Coast Horticultural Supply Headlands Garden Humboldt Wholesale House and Garden Hummingbird Dispensary. Ganji Yard, the Ganjari. Here you go, Hummingbird Healing Center. Hummingbird. The Ganjari. Hummingbird Healing Center, the Ganjari. Ganjard. Ganjard. Fresh Strange, Rolling Green, Humble Budden Breakfast. What, what? And the Honeydew. CO2. CO2. Uh, wow, that's, that's, pretty imp- that's pretty impressive, Steve. He, Oh, so in my spare time, I decided to st- to start a uh, a local nonprofit called Community Pride and Peace down there. CPP, you down with CPP? Yeah, I'm down with CPP. Yeah, that's you for know sure. me. You know, down so, with CPP. So that's how that's how that came about. <laughs> right, right. Wow, man, you span it all. You're doing manufacturing of nutrients with house and gardens. You 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 own that. You're part of that. Right. I'm one of the owners You're of House and Garden. House and Garden Nutrients, formerly a Dutch nutrient company that you were the distributor of, and you you bought them out last year. We did. Uh, we it wasn't even quite a buyout, but I you know the details are kind of unleft beknownst to me because uh, at that point I was less of a majority owner and less in the decision making right. process. So I kind of got a call that said, "Hey, guess what? We just bought House and Garden." <laughs> wow, that's that's. It was Absolutely. unbelievable being the fact that uh, I was the first person I knew in the U.S. here to use House and Garden. Uh, maybe there was a guy named Malcolm Morrison that got some of the stuff around the same time down there in Santa Rosa. <laughs> and But you uh, took off with it. You yeah. took off with it. Yeah, we right. did. And um, we I was the first person to put it in people's hands and see how it worked. And then I, I also drove it around for 13 weeks the first uh, time we had the chance to distribute it in a straight and brought it to every store that I knew in the industry from east, middle of the country, up and down the west coast, and and uh, represented the product. It, we used it. It worked better. We couldn't believe it. We gave it to customers. The same thing happened. Uh, we we searched the company down. We just we 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 did an exclusive deal on a handshake deal that lasted us until those folks were willing to sell us the company, and uh, we were able to move it from Holland from Ausmere to. Uh, Arcata also starts with an A. Arcata, California. Arcata. C A T A. Yeah. R A T A. There we go. Not Arcadia. No, don't book a trip to Arcadia. Arcadia. You wouldn't be the first. Nothing's going to be cool down there. You wouldn't be the first stoner that tried to come see their friend and book the trip to Arcadia. Dude, not the airport. I'm at the airport now, man. Wait a minute. I think you're about. 
13 hours away, son. Yeah, right. So uh, Humble Wholesale is what you you develop that company in order to distribute the house and garden products. It's true. Yeah, I first first brought uh, house and garden into uh, my store and through the um, franchise that I was a part of, which is called Family Hydroponics, which I'm also uh, an owner of uh, and proprietor of that company. Wow, I know we didn't even mention that one. That's a pretty... We forgot about that one for a minute. Wow, yeah. Can't forget your roots. First hydroponic chain definitely of stores 100 percent. yeah totally yeah. and uh i was the 13th one to open up it's always been my lucky number and it's called family hydroponics because a partner of mine uh opened a store with his mother and then his brother and and decided hey this is a good thing let's try to help other people do this lots of mom and pops in the hydro industry especially in the uh early days now it's a little different yeah but- yeah yeah definitely just like the um the state's legal models are different in such a, a vast way, I think it comes yeah. along from that same mindset where in California, you'll still see a bunch of mom and pop hydro shops, but in a new market, and I'm not going to pick on it, but like Colorado, you know, it was a little bit of a mixture, right? Yeah. No. And now in a newer market somewhere in Colorado, like that market is a little mixed because it was, it happened a while ago. Yeah. Right. So there were some mom and pops and some real big business people that got into it right away. Yeah, right, right. But now, you know, uh, let's see what happens in Ohio. You know, uh, it's it's a whole different. Actually, that's let's not let's save that for later. <laughs> we just yeah, flipped yeah, the script. No the whole no world doubt. just spun inside out on that one. No doubt. In the molecule, what's the name of it? The molecule lab over here. This is the, the the molecule studios. Molecule studios. Molecule studios I'm yes. feeling the molecule studios right now. Feeling the molecule studios high in the redwoods. That's it. High on top of the world. High on top of the world. Don't mean to take it too far out in the trees, no. but that was um, North Coast Horticulture Supply. My retail stores brought House and Garden in uh, through Family Hydroponics. Uh, I only had one store at the time, so uh, then through my store and the 12 other stores, we were able to secure a distribution because we were able to at least have some immediate buying power as a wholesale company because we had support of our, our chain there, not obligated by anything more than a handshake in the beginning of all this stuff as well. So, but people just, you know, you support the stuff that makes sense. So I've always, like I was saying earlier, I was the first kid in town that always had the green bud in stock. So I wasn't going to stock my shelves with some, some stomped on brown stuff that was shipped in some diesel container and, you know, smelled like gasoline or something. Well, that, that brings us right to, uh, your humble healing center dispensary. Oh uh, yeah, Hummingbird um hum- Hummingbird, Hummingbird Healing Center. Hummingbird Healing Center. HHC or Hummingbird yeah, with Hummingbird Healing Center. Um I'm a partner in and uh Hummingbird is a dispensary that will be opened shortly in McKinleyville, California. As soon as the local ordinance moratorium is lifted and the county can then accept applications for uh, what they have said, you know, maybe around 15 dispensaries. Believe it or not, in Humboldt, there's uh, two or three dispensaries, okay. and it's been that way for forever. As, as forever, they, but that's a whole another topic too. So, but either way, it's related to uh, <laughs> Hummingbird Healing Center, right? A heal a um, dispensary that I'm a partner in with uh, Nathan Johns and Ken Hammock, and those two gentlemen. Um, and myself are waiting for the county to lift that moratorium so we can get to work. 
uh, helping to heal the community. And so doors doors aren't open. You the got doors the are not facility open. together. Correct. You, you, they they previously in the past were in operations. Correct. But, but there's a current moratorium, and the city of Eureka probably will lift that in the coming future. Hopefully by the air date. The Humboldt be, County, uh, actually on the 19th, they're, uh, they're, it's, it's on uh, July 19th, yeah, which right. is just a, a week right, or right, two from now. Right. Uh, it's on the um, agenda for the Board of Supervisors meeting where they hope to, uh, within 30 days from that point, uh, be able to accept the application. So we're only about 40 days away, 45 days away. Oh, sweet. Man, tell me about this other cannabis-related businesses that you have here. There seems like there's six other ones. Well, let's see. So... Uh, recently, December 31st, uh, 2015, I submitted some license applications to the county, which um, would in, in turn give us good standings with the county if we went through all these um, pieces of applying for a business license. To, ha- to be uh, in order for pref- uh, priority processing with the state of California, when and if they pass the law to have... Um, regulated um, adult use cannabis in, in California for-profit businesses, uh, 2018, January 1st, 2018 is supposedly that, that date That's we're date, looking at. Right, so if right. you, it's California. So who, yeah, who knows that was that. probably a little confusing. So we put our application in as soon as possible. Now so you got an application in for several priorities for, for four different licenses, four different licenses, which are all going through regulatory procedures to, to be a legal cannabis business in Humboldt County, California. As of 2018. Right, right. So one of them is called the Gondry, like a winery, but the Gondry. And Ganjaman. The Gondry, it's the oldest word for cannabis that we know is Ganja. Ganja. It's the roots. Yeah. It's the roots of the The Ganges, man. The Ganges. That's it. They're holding knowledge. There we go. Right. And then we got um, Ganjard, which is uh, like a vineyard. So. Those are the two names of two farms uh, that are in uh, southern Humboldt County up on the top of uh, so, um, on the ridge, just okay. above Fruitland Ridge. And then the Honeydew CO2 is um, a company that we'll open legally when we can, um, where we're going to process uh, cannabis with CO2 equipment, extraction equipment. And um, we have a, a gentleman who is on staff for us who's been processing since 2009 in Colorado and has now come on out to California to help make this a reality for us. Right. And honey, the honeydew is the name of that company and then and business there. And then yeah, hummingbird, hummingbird healing center is also filing for a state license, a 10 a license, which would allow us to do the potentially the most uh, integrated model in this, that the right. state offers right. at this point. So you've you've got these brick and mortar uh businesses involved around equipment. You've done, been very successful distributing <clears throat> product across the whole country and probably even the whole world. You've I think made, that's safe to say. You've made lights, you've made uh, a fertilizer, you've made you yep. know all kinds of garden products. We we brought the first digital ballast to people in Humboldt County. Right. We were the first people to sell compost tea. That I know of in the industry, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah, in Humboldt. Yeah, we were the first people to to provide uh, a cocoa base soil that, or pure cocoa. That's right. You know all about that. I, I do know all about that uh, and uh, things like that. We, so those are those are things that people do now and, and uh, to first people to sell mycorrhiza. Right. So you're 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 a pioneer 
in all aspects of this. I, think I see you. I see yeah. you twitch a little bit at that, yeah. but you're a pioneer. I think so. And you've managed not to get slaughtered in the uh, in in the newness of the wilderness. We do things different, right? So now you're moving on to this new world of cannabis because we're talking about all this stuff and it's unregulated in California yet. Even though people may think that it was legal here first or they had medical cannabis here first, it was really this gray area that didn't really allow for business. But now there's business and they're Mm going to allow for business. You're expanding over into it. You're a, a successful business person. You've done really well at all this other stuff. And now you're making the migration over. Humboldt Green. Right. Now for 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 other people, I mean, I say this all the time. Everyone who's ever smoked a joint at some point has been like, oh, man, we can grow this shit. Definitely, right. Definitely. right. I can grow a million dollars worth of weed and I'd be fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of good ideas happen. <laughs> Lots of good ideas happen when you're stoned. Uh, and ideas you're, happen. It's a better yeah, shirt than yeah, shit happens. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, you're really good at implementing this. And um, I'm I'm just interested in, in that moment that it goes from non-regulated to regulated industry, from illegal to legal industry. And, and you're you're on the cusp of all of this right now. In fact, uh, Humboldt Green, a company that I started as well, we do consulting for businesses that are, are trying to trying to make that bridge, bridge the gap. Uh, we communicate with um, community leaders on all, all levels. We communicate with right. planners and everybody from from, oh, this from the sheriff. I've sat down with the sheriff. I've, I've had a uh, festival in Humboldt County called Canafest right. that Humboldt Green produces. And right. it, we've had a cannabis parade through Eureka called the Yes We Can, C-A-N-N, exclamation point, community right. parade. Right. You know, we've worked with all aspects of the community, and I don't think it's all about uh, making money, but this community here thrives on the cannabis uh, industry, the underground industry, to yeah, right. to be able to live the way this is and preserve this place and keep the big business out. That's been a big piece of it. And so now big business wants in. People are in desperate situations, and it seems like a good idea. So uh, it's a hard fight right now. So I became a little more politically active in the last few years, having the vision to see some of this stuff ahead of time. It puts some weight on your shoulders as well. Right, because you're, so, you, you're, you've, you've planned for it. You see that it's legal. You've get, or it's going legal. You're, you're putting in infrastructure, political infrastructure, economic infrastructure, physical infrastructure, and doing all this, you've developed a way to do it. And, and that's Humboldt green. Part of Humboldt green is this consultation wing. Yeah. Because see, see, you know, I'm a, I'm, I'm Johnny stoner. I want to be involved in the cannabis industry and I've been running a Subway, a manager of a Subway or Burger King or a furniture store for 10 years and say, hey, man, I can do this, but I don't know how. Right. And so I can call up Humble Green and say, hey, Humble Green, how help me out. It's just like the conversation we're having right now that we had the same conversation 10 years ago. Yeah, right. You and I. Yeah, totally. We did. Tick, tick. I don't know exactly God. when, but... You know, we met maybe 15 years ago, 14 years ago. I had a business going. You had some cocoa, just some other things Royal going Gold. on. Just starting Royal Gold back then. The business entrepreneurial spirit. We yeah. connected on that. And, you know, the further we uh, communicated, you and I would call each other up. 
and consult with each other. Yeah, right. It's the same we kind didn't of have thing. Anybody. We it's the did. same thing. So doing the same thing. I've been in the in the center of this from the outside, just plopped down like an alien from somewhere different. So I've had a different perspective, and it, I think it allows for me to to help uh, just about anybody realize what they're trying to do um, in this industry. And it's so it, it feels good to do that kind of work. I like to help people and build yeah. things and create. And so consulting to me, uh, that's what it becomes. You know, there, you have to make money. And I've had failures and I've, I've had way more successes, you know? Yeah, totally. But totally. it takes a failure to, uh, to, to get it. You yeah. get it. So you if, learn if I, you, I don't have learn to, I'm not going to learn on your failures. Right. You're, I'll try to learn from yours. You want, exactly. <laughs> and that's why you and I would talk about stuff. Yeah. I've asked you some serious stuff. And yeah. I know I've, we've influenced each other in business. And, and, and to do that, uh, to have that open discussion was something that we would be real quiet about. No, I remember we yeah, didn't have anybody to talk to. Stuff, and like now, like the infrastructure with the, the legal cannabis industry, with the, the regulations coming in the cannabis industry, so many industry organizations. Man, there's, there's a lot of people to talk to. There's a lot of resources to, 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 to get now. And, you know, 10 years ago, there wasn't. And we were even just, that was just in the ancillary businesses. Yeah. Right. Cause that, you know, at the time you had, I guess I guess probably I started the hydro stores in Colorado ten years ago now, or close to ten years ago, nine years. Yeah. Um yeah, and you absolutely helped me out in those early days. You had already pioneered that thing. Right. And uh uh helped me out with that. But yeah, we didn't have anybody to ask. You go ask your distributor and they're gonna tell you whatever's best for them. Right. And so we could get on a on yeah. the conversation and be like, Oh, did you hear that that grease phone? <laughs> right, 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 right. Because you gotta look it. out for you gotta look out for yourself and it became increasingly hard as the sharks seeing what we were doing, they come in and And yeah, and circle. Right, pick, right. Pick our you know, pick us apart and so now it's different. Now we can talk now we can talk to people. Right. I can, you know, we both own ancillary businesses. Humboldt Green helped produce the first cannabis farmers workshop series uh, two and a half years ago. Yeah, during right. Humboldt Green Week, something else that we came up with. Right, um, and right. Humboldt Green Week is a celebration of all things green during the week of four twenty, which is our cannabis holiday and Earth Day. And we started doing that ten years ago. This yeah. year was the tenth year anniversary for that. That's the whole concept of what what's happening in the industry right now is how do we how 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 do we do the right things to the environment while being able to maintain this industry which provides medicine and adult use uh, cannabis as well as textiles and a number of other things that we all know about hemp. Well, the stalks of our cannabis plants can be used for a good majority of the things that uh, hemp stalks can be used for, if not all of them. Yeah, right. Because it's it's cannabis. It's the same plant. It's different growing technique. It's a different cultivar. Yep. Right. But it's it's still cannabis. Cannabis it is. Cannabis it is. Hey, let's take a break right there. This is Real Dirt with Chip Baker. Today I have Steve Geeter as a guest. We'll be back in a minute. We'll get back to firing it up with the expert on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker after this. 
Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you life yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Time to get all the insider cannabis industry secrets straight from the mouths of the OG weed pioneers on The Real Dirt with Chip Baker. And we're back. Real Dirt. Steve Keeter, Chip Baker. So it's not just Humboldt anymore, is it? It, no. used, to, it used to just be Humboldt, right? Like oh, yeah. all of the weed in the country, pretty much until 2005, 6, 7, was pretty much grown in Humboldt County right. or right around here. Right, and what the other uh, neighboring communities like to try to call Try to say, yeah, 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 uh, right, 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 right. Yeah, they, Mendocino <laughs> and Trinity, <laughs> they always want to be involved in Humboldt's Humboldt. glory. But uh, it, it's true. It did blossom from here. It, years ago, they called this area the Green Triangle. Humboldt, Mendocino, and Trinity County. 2002, 2004, um, Mendocino legalized for 25 plants per person, and it really started to happen down there. Outdoor cultivation really started to come back. Uh, Same time, outdoor cultivation was coming back here in Humboldt County. Greenhouse techniques, light depth techniques started to be developed. But a huge indoor cannabis here, you know, Years and years ago, until the oil prices really changed, huge generator operations, you know, uh, this is where it all happened. Yeah, that's where right? that knowledge came from, mixing the um, indoor knowledge of the light deprivation, uh, having that be so much of a a basis of that, um, the success on that level. Yeah, yeah. If you right. understood how to keep your lights right and not turn your lights on and keep your cycles right, that was like... The, that was, that was all you needed to do in the <laughs> beginning, right? So indoor, and then I think a lot of those folks, as you know, you, you evolve in some ways, uh, and, oh yeah, and, and devolve in the same way, and, sure, uh, and and then put eggs in different baskets, uh, you know, as, right. as different, you know, the more intelligent folks that I've seen, you know, you would spread their eggs around as quick as possible versus 
regard in regards to indoor or outdoor. So people right. might start in, the, in their closet. Most big growers attic. here do it all. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The mo- g- That's quote unquote grower. They're yeah. like indoor, outdoor, light depth, greenhouse. It was, it was seasonal because it was still, you could get away with doing the mm-hmm. outdoor in the, in the summer because everybody else was doing it. So, because it's perfect grow environment for and it. And then, right. and then, you know, and in the fall, you get a second crop if you pushed strong, you know, mm-hmm. early crop, late crop, if you were pushing hard. Sure. But usually you just planted, you know, people took that planted outdoors versus starting the closet. And build your way up to be able to afford some land. Yeah, right. And having acquired all this other technical knowledge along the way. So then you see people then would have more sophisticated operations, which they put a lot more into them, but they would lead the, the market in quality and production. So sure. more of an evolution was was where these this knowledge would blend together, you know, because you couldn't do all these operations alone, so you hire Right. The folks Other that were already working, the hard working people from outdoors, bloggers, the, the guy that the, woke up at noon and like, yeah. you know, or, or, or lady that woke up at noon and, uh, you know, farmed for an hour or two and the lights came on at nine and then stayed up till three in the morning and slept till noon. And, you know, right. That right. Was a, right. Different and farmer. I, and I don't mean to, you know, stereotype, but or that's a little it. Right, that's just right. that's, no, how that, it works. That right? was a different uh, type of, uh, Lighting cycle, you'd be up with your plants. You have to get up and do stuff with 9 your plants. Nine p.m. to nine a.m. Right, you'd be up seven to seven. And right. just by just exposure to that much light and stuff keeps people up longer and stuff. People are like, they I get can't on their, sleep and all this. Get stuff. on their plant cycle, you right? On the plants plant wake cycle. up at nine p.m. I wake That's up. The way it goes, goes, you know. Yeah, no doubt. I know people like that to this day. So it, it used to be. I mean, it, it, it now it's everywhere, literally. And and we both know from the hydro industry and from the manufacturing industry, we sell products all over the country now. Yeah. Right. I mean, every state. every single state buys product from you and me, probably. I mean, right? I, you know, I don't right. need to like shine no light on anybody or anything. I won't use a name right now, but yesterday <laughs> I did see in the in in the headlines that a customer that I've known for many years um, in in the sunny state of Florida, down there in Miami, was. Uh, um, just, you know, I don't know if, I don't know how this is related, but it's just, you know, there's people everywhere using our stuff, but you know, there was like, they found the most cash ever in Miami Dade County. Oh, wow. In a, a garden supply store owners walls. Oh, oh I did hear about that. Right. A couple weeks or a week ago. I don't know. I just heard about it yesterday. But, yeah. Right. Well, but you know, just the, the idea that some odd debauchery he got involved with or something. Yeah, we, I don't, I don't, bring I don't, it up. I don't Let's know not even bring up details. his debauchery. Yeah, I, I didn't even, I didn't, I, I right. heard it was something different about, you know, um, some, some non cannabis related stuff. Was it? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm. Maybe not. Maybe I was. I didn't read the headlines. I just saw the most cash. Most ever cash in ever. Miami Dade County. Uh, well, in Miami, that's a bold statement. Right? Yeah, it is. Um, so it's everywhere now. You mentioned Ohio. I mean, can you? Do you even know all the states that either have regulated laws now I do or know, that are going to? I don't know everyone, but I do know. We got um, Colorado, Oregon, Washington, California, Nevada. All right, if you Ohio just became the twenty sixth, Pennsylvania was the twenty fifth. Right, Pennsylvania right, is right. the sixth most populated state. And so you were just in Pennsylvania with Humboldt Green, correct? Right, yeah. and you were speaking to some uh, political and business leaders there on how to implement the new cannabis regulations, yeah, and some medical leaders as well. Definitely, mm-hmm. I went out there um, and spoke um, 
on a panel. Actually, I had a I was I had a presentation that I put together, a half an hour presentation myself. But there was a few panels that were up there. Senator Leach from Pennsylvania uh, is one of the, the gentlemen who helped, uh, and a group of and his whole team and a number of people helped push this um, uh, this bill through in Pennsylvania. It, Pennsylvania uh, approved their medical marijuana, like they call it medical cannabis, but they still have it called medical marijuana over there right now. Yeah, right. So many uh, states. It's the legal term, and the legal term's only been used pretty much to prosecute. So we like to shed that and uh, take that derogatory term away. Let's let's focus on that we'll get, one statement we'll right there. That. So okay, so, so yeah, cannabis. let's do it, man. Like yeah. it's cannabis, yeah, it's, it's ganja, cannabis. it's herb. It's, Those are all positive names, right? Is. Marijuana is not a positive name because they created this name in order to prosecute people that were growing a plant cannabis. Right, right, right. I mean, it was the war on drugs. War on it drugs. Was, uh, it was the uh, the Spanish word coming from say Mexico. Marijuana. Marijuana. Right. For this uh, herb, there's even thoughts that maybe Hearst even made this up. Ah, uh, there is some there right. Is some, there uh, is somebody some, just made it up. I've, I've read that. I've read that. Right, right. But either way, it you was uh, a term used, and it was you know the war on drugs, and it was uh, the propaganda era with cannabis, right. and it and, stuck. It's and, it, and it's in the law books now, and now they say all and every part of the plant marijuana. Yep. Right. I I, I went to a. Um, a town hall meeting in Southern Humboldt about a year and a half or so ago. Oh yeah, I, I remember that. And there was a um, the blue ribbon panel, and we we I I stood up. Um, blue ribbon panel was a political panel that was put together by the state to uh, investigate how to regulate cannabis. Right? Is correct. That what you're talking about one hundred percent. It was made up of um, state of California. Yeah, some senators and some um, uh, our uh, lieutenant. Uh, Lieutenant governor. governor, and we had a Paul Gallegos. We had some local sheriffs on there, right? Right, uh, a, a little bit of a piece. There was a doctor on there, a piece from a bunch of different aspects. Of no this. real, no ganja people, all political or Correct. law people, Correct. Right, right? And uh, so I was in this meeting, and I like public meetings. I learned that you can stand up there and influence the people that it makes the most sense to influence. I never uh believed too much in the political system except for on the local level. And uh, now I've noticed how local levels had a, uh, made a change on a statewide level for us as well. So it's it's nice to get involved. You can see so many more things. Yeah, right. So you're at the Blue Ribbon panel. You stand up and you tell them, hey, man, this is cannabis. Yeah. This I, is a marijuana. I said, I said this, room, this word's rooted in racism, and it's rooted in war on drugs. Uh, it's... If you if you, I asked them if they hadn't noticed all the people who were starting businesses and the farmers and the scientists who know this this plant and the people who know this medicine, for the vast majority were referring to the plant as cannabis. Right. And everybody on the panel there and everyone that was on the mic earlier in the day, everybody used the word marijuana. And I, I you know, I, I've taken a little bit of ridicule for saying that too because people like to be, you know, uh, the same way they've always been. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not knocking it, but I think in every everybody can understand what we're talking about. It's time to make a change. And yeah. If we show a little make respect. Make a change in name and terminology. That's the first start. Yeah, a little respect. That's, right. that's all. That's what I think it is. So anyway, absolutely. Uh, from that point, the blue ribbon panel, as as they went to their next meetings, they they told the rest of the state how. How cannabis was the right word to use. In fact, it's uh, it's changed in some, it's changed some local uh, verbiage as well as on a state level at this point. 
California the first state to use the word cannabis? I believe so. California, I yeah, believe so. And, and, and I, Colorado, I would, it's marijuana, of course. Oh, yeah, and, and um, they definitely attest to the idea that in Garberville there, in Redway, uh, that's what opened their mind to it. So uh, we right. don't take credit for it, but we helped influence it clearly, directly. And well, People think about it differently. They have preconceived notions of what marijuana is or means, and most people that don't know about the plant think that it's this, like heroin or acid Mm -hmm. you know it's like this extracted substance and when you talk about cannabis it's a plant right people look at you differently when you say cannabis is they're making a plant illegal yeah it's been illegal for like 100 years man right right. no how can they be a plant illegal well it's like wait a second this is marijuana (laughs) right they 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 talk differently about it then it's true. I mean, I was just in uh, Puerto Rico uh, for six days, and Puerto mm-hmm. Rico just passed some uh, medical cannabis laws. And I was having different conversations with folks while I was there. I had to explain to a couple people what cannabis was because um, they just knew marijuana, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah, but, I've done. I've, I've made that explanation dozens and dozens of times. That's for sure. A, a good friend of mine was over there. He got he got hired to be a consultant to uh, to the state to Puerto Rico to help um, rewrite some of the details in their laws right now. Is oh. Mark Slaw of uh, I Comply Colorado? Puerto Rico is changing their laws. Mm-hmm. Virgin Islands is changing their laws. Yep. Florida, Hawaii, Texas, Georgia. I mean, Philadelphia, Ohio, yep. Illinois. I mean, wow. Like Arizona, New York, yeah. Massachusetts, Arizona, like everybody's really Nevada. Changing. It's all happening, man. Like it's it's really happening. It's 26 states now have yeah, wow. medical cannabis laws. And I don't know the exact number, but uh, I think by the end of this next voting session here, we could have uh, 35. So let me, let me let me say this. 35 states. Oh, man. Republicans come come into office. Oh, Donald Trump's going to come into office. Oh, we're going to have a changing governor. It's going to change everything. How do you feel about those statements? I think um, political opinions shifted. Again, uh, Pennsylvania just passed their uh, medical law with ninety-two percent of their um, mm, their politicians right, voted right. for that. The, the largest one before that was sixty-eight percent a few years back in Michigan. Right, ninety-two percent. It's huge. I mean, that's hard. Republicans and Democrats. You're so right. Th- Conservative that's to answer your question. and non-conservative that's how people. I'm, Absolutely. And that's in Pennsylvania. That is a, as blue a state as you can get. Right, right. Pennsylvania. Yeah. You know, and this is the thing about cannabis is it brings all types of people together. And it it's uh, preachers smoke cannabis, junkyard owners smoke cannabis, police smoke cannabis. Yep. Like so, judges, you know, even the doctors too. That's it. And so, through our right. music and the cult, the cannabis culture, it brings everybody together. Doesn't people see less color? People see less numbers. You know, there's there's yeah. a lot of there's so many different isms out there. Yeah, yeah, no, no you know, doubt that uh, cannabis it's is not turning always, back. That's what always, I was trying to get. It always brings something, bring people together. Right, right, right. So it's, it's not you, turning around. It's, right, it's yeah. only going forward from here. Yeah, it's the good church, right? You know? Like they, they, uh, 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 there's not going to be a law that makes it illegal now. Across, it's not going to stop. 
They can't stop it. The, the forces that want to stop this it cannot is stop bound it. To glory. This train talking about my this train is bound mm. to glory. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, man. It's 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 happening and it's happening now. Um, so many people are scared about it here in color in California. Uh, because they've been involved in the non-regulated industry for such a long time, mm-hmm. and now it's a regulated industry, and they don't know their position in it. Yeah, you know, but it's not going to change. It's be- going to become regulated. It's going to become legal. There's still going to be black market industry associated with it, just like everything else, mm-hmm. right? And uh, they, there's going to be a regulated industry, and we're gonna we're gonna see that for that. That's going to be happening for the next coming years. Yeah, right. For sure. I mean, this is the like twenty years from now. This we're still going to be talking about this, definitely. Right? Like, oh, illegal marijuana field, legal cannabis field. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just the based on the way that every state's evolving differently, and um, the, just if you look at like alcohol, um, right? Laws, for example, or even pharmaceutical laws. That how they differ, and food laws and agricultural laws, how they differ from state to state yeah. and county to county within the same yeah. states. Um, and a lot of it does go back to political influence. And um, But there's still so oh, yeah. many different ways that this will continue to evolve um, right. for so many years that there's alcohol regulations are, are, are big. On, there, there's things voted on every year in every state on right. these things. So it's Right, it's it's going to be the same way with cannabis. It's going to continue to change, and I just say alcohol because it's you know it's an easy model to uh, alcohol, to look at but, alcohol gambling. But if I you use, look at yeah. if you look at how different the cannabis industry is here, that's been happening for sixty, seventy plus years potentially, uh, an underground outlaw economy that's existed that long, doing billions and billions, maybe five billion or six billion dollars worth of cannabis activity. In a county of 140 some thousand people, 150 miles long by 80 miles wide. Right. Think Huge. about those numbers. There's about 10 to 15,000 outdoor cannabis operations that they can right. visibly um, circle on a map for you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. Right now, fishing game. And how vast this is is just un- unreal. Yeah. And so you have uh, the wine industry we're compared to a lot. Uh, the wine industry was something that was started out of a field. There was it, it didn't. So, so we're, there wasn't. There's no indoor wine growing. No, there's there, now, but like right, you know, for cultivars and clones and but it's just that it didn't. It wasn't uh, an illegal thing to do. So I, I, the outlaw um, piece of it is is always going to be there to some right. extent. But how much of it I, I will be dictated by how well the market. Um, you know, convenience does sell things, you know, and like, uh, yeah, I, I haven't absolutely. bought any illegal wine from anyone, but I've been given wine that people make, you know, and sometimes, I mean, if you make too much, I guess that's the, there's, there's some kind of laws around wine, but the, you know, right. you know what I'm saying there? Yeah. No, I get you. Like, right? uh, back in Philly, everyone has, in Italians call it the same thing, Dego Red. It's a, and I know Dega is not a good term, but whatever. That's what everybody calls it. All the Italians call it Dega, right? It's Italian table wine. 
Right. People right. make barrels of this, you know, and they yeah, totally. some of them bootleg? sell it, and that's bootleg. Yeah, it's, they're they're making barrels of this stuff. Because they're just making it back in the kitchen. Right. And like got a bunch and of they buy and sell and trade it just like they did in Philadelphia a couple right. hundred years ago when the country was founded over there. Right. In right. the uh, Italian market down there in Philly. I was just down there a couple months ago. And yeah, those were all the, you know, I grew up with bootlegging stories in the South. And right. my uncles and grandparents, and they always had these stories. And as I got an adult, I realized, oh, wait a second. All those stories were like 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s stories. Like Prohibition had long been come and gone, but there were dry counties throughout Georgia, you know, and it was regulated and shunned and, you know, people hid their alcohol. Dry counties, right? Yeah, dry counties. So if the neighbors got... Uh, yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, Grandpa Werner, he was like making, you know, liquor and alcohol out of whatever he could. Right, and then the craft of it and the, uh, yeah, the legacy right. and all these different, you know... Developed. Pieces right, that right. taste different from Grandpa's farm because of the... Uh, the other things growing there, the climate, and the natural yeast, the way he the did like it in that old yeah, basement exactly. or you yeah, know, exactly. up in that attic or whatever yeah. it was, you know, and it's, that's the artisanal piece that uh, we have written into our bill and written into our laws here. Hopefully that'll stick in California right now. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, speaking of artisanal speed, well, let's roll some up over here. Yeah. 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 That sounds like a plan. I, I, uh, I happen to be uh, fortunate enough to have a, uh, some of the winner of your previous cannabis cup here. Oh, the uh, bowl, the Canifest bowl. The Canifest bowl. That's what you have on the I, table there. Yeah, this is the OG Kush. Oh wow, that, look at that! Uh, won the competition there. Look at that. I'm connected. I'm connected. You know people. I know people. Nice, know nice. People. As soon as I found out it won, I was like, "Hey, man, I need some of that." Well, there you go. So right, there you go. Right, Wor- right. Uh, that stuff works. Oh yeah, man. I love OG Kush. Uh, I know so many people think it's a fad, but like the. The terpene complex is just incredible to me. Incredible to me. I love terpenes? the way it smells. Hmm? Yeah, what's terpenes? that? So those are secondary. Terpene? Those are secondary compounds. Oh, they're they're uh, what's uh, responsible for flavor and smell, Steve. Nice. Right. Uh, do you think they have any medicinal value? You know, not only do I think they have medicinal value, but I think that the terpenes are what are actually getting us high to different hmm. degrees. No way. Uh, everybody has a sixteen percent, eighteen percent, twenty percent, twenty nine percent THC. I don't think that matters so much. It's the terpene complex. It's what it smells like. It's what hmm. it tastes like. So you think the terpenes are maybe what give you a different type of feeling? Uh, I think the terpenes feeling are what gives you high. a different type of feeling and vibe. And, you know, there's an essential oil industry right now that's developing. And it's it's pretty much proven what we're saying. Uh, yeah. Right? You know, the essential oil industry is a like, you know, several billion dollar industry. Right, of housewives and moms and yoga teachers and religious people. I have about 40 different bottles of oil in my house. Yeah, right, right. I bet you. And stoners. You're probably a Deterra supplier or something. No, no, no. no. (laughs) I don't supply, I just buy. (laughs) Yeah, right. There we go. We got a, I think that might be called a Mendo Multi. We'll give Mendo some respect for making the best grinder. This one's actually called the Willits, California. Oh, look at that. It is the Mendo Mulcher. Look at that. The original original beast grinder. I've had that since. In Northern California. I've had that since 2002. I have to say, Mendocino made the best first grinder. Good job, Mendocino. (laughs) (laughs) They did. What was it? Sweet Leaf? That was the first one. Sweet Leaf. I've seen that, too. Yeah, Yeah, that was the first one. This Mendo Mulcher, guys, they, they... I think I don't know. And I say, guys, maybe a lady started the business, and I wouldn't doubt it at all. Yeah, no I hope doubt. she did. No but doubt. Mendo Mulcher seems like and seems like kind of a 
masculine name. Maybe it was just a really good marketing since the... Uh, if I remember it correctly, these guys had some machine shop started started making mulchers and quit everything at the machine shop except making mulchers. Oh, there you go, nice. Right? Yeah, I didn't I didn't know too much of the history on these guys. Yeah, the totally. Place. They were down in Mendo for a while. I don't think know if they're in operation or not any longer. Uh, you can you can see that one says Willits, California. They yeah. haven't said that in years and years. No, yeah. Right. And I got another one in the other room that just says Mendo on it or something. Mendo, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't I don't think I have a Willits, California one, but I definitely got one that says Mendocino on it, I think. Mendo Mulcher. Man, they just got plugged hard on this thing, dude. Have to call them up. Yeah, no, I need a sponsor. need a sponsorship from Mendo Mulcher. <laughs> no doubt, they might make a nice tray or something these days too. You know, really, you know what the worst thing is, right? Probably when you wrong. get out into the woods, you just took a hike. You got the fattest joint roll and a goddamn lighter around. <laughs> Where's the lighter? Hey, do you have a anybody? Hey, anybody? Lighter? Lighter? Hey, let's see if we can call somebody from out. Hey, anybody outside? Have a lighter? <laughs> If we were nicer to the squirrels, maybe we could get someone. We could get one of those folks to bring one in. <laughs> so classic right now. Chips left the room to catch a light, and uh, once again, don't ever go for a hike without a light. So we got some OG Kush here from the winner of the Canafest Cup, mm. the Canafest Bowl. Pardon me. Mm. We decided to make a Canafest Bowl, and we had a local uh, craftsman. Uh, two different ones work together. Two of our favorites. You you mean the physical trophy the the, the trophy the trophy right I yes. saw, I just saw this yesterday this thing was this thing was sick this thing was sick and um, Wood Labs helped us do the wooden pieces of it and uh, Brian Raskin over there at uh, Mirador Glass blew the uh, the glass piece to it we put some LED lights in it and it's uh, it's amazing you can check it out on the website canafest dot com did you pull out some old grow lights. Oh, LED grow lights and put in there? Uh, well, we could have. But they're, right. they're kind of bulky, yeah, those little ones. Uh, yeah, hey, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get a picture of that up and get it on the website. Nice. Chipbaker.com. All right, chipbaker.com. Check it out. Well, cheers to, uh, to cheers. Danny. Yeah, yeah. Cheers to Danny. Cheers to Danny. Yeah, I think he's a uh, he's, uh, – we'll be chatting with him soon. Nice. As a matter of fact. Cool. So, you know, one interesting thing about the cannabis industry is – the terminology, right? You got like three terminolo- ter- terms that we could pull out here that the most of the word world doesn't know about. Oh, some terms that the world doesn't know about. Ganja, cannabis, I mean, industry-related terms. Yeah, yeah, I mean, some like footballs is a pretty funny one. Footballs is a pretty funny. Now, now most people would think a football is a ball that you kick with your foot. Right, but yeah. what is a football? Uh, yeah, or even a ball that you like throw with your hand. Yeah, you know like that a that's game, you, you the know, pigskin. Most countries uh, call soccer football. Right, 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 right. But we call it soccer. We call it soccer. So we, a, fo- a football, a football, a pigskin, a pigskin. But anyway, a football is known. Um, that's a pound of weed. It's a pound, pound of weed, and it it looks like a football because it's put in a turkey bag. Yeah, and the, and, the more you scrunch it down to make it nice and tight. It becomes a little bit oblong. If you had some old Big Bud, something like that, it would be a perfect little football because it would be fluffier and just about the same shape as a football, a little bigger than, than your average size football, and that's 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 a pound. Rugby. It looks more like rugby. a rugby. It does look like a rugby, rugby ball. Rugby. 
football. Yeah. That's a good one. I hadn't thought about that one for these a minute, are, these, that one's a good one. Okay. I mean, I'm thinking of some really common ones, but they're funny, like babies. Football. Uh, babies. Babies. You got totally. any babies? Then those are, are juvenile. So we're no, talking about lingo. Marijuana this plants, is, right? Clones. Just uh, clones are babies, yes. Mm-hmm, right. Babies could even be seeded babies, but... Nobody, mm-hmm. does, nobody really does that. So mm-hmm. they're they're yeah. they're clones. Yeah, they're babies. Clones. Babies. Um, so everybody's got different lingo, but those ones those ones stuck. You know, there's all kinds of different things. You, your friend texts you something back in the day. You're like, what the hell are they talking about? Right. right. But babies and footballs, those are easy. Baby, babies, tickets, footballs. tickets, tickets. Same thing. Yeah, pounds. Right, right, pounds. pounds. But uh, let's see another. What's another good one? You did say three. I did say three. three. That was three. I did say three. Depo. How about Depo? Depo Depo's a good one. Depo's a good one. Now, that Depo is going. That total slang term, right? Depo's total slang. It's for light deprivation. Light deprivation. Depo. Depo. Light deprivation. Depo. I don't see how they get it, though, right? Like deprivation. Deprivation. Shouldn't it be like depra? Depra. Instead of depo, depos just makes it cooler. You got the depo, bro. We have a little bit of a you know culture that's coming from a few different angles. So right, there's uh, so many different uh, hard folks languages here. We have to like reduce the uh, vocabulary a little bit. It's true, and try to confuse people. We don't want the person at the next table know we're talking about. Right now, like depo would be the act of light deprivation, but like depths. Depths. That's no, pounds. That's of, pounds depth, of light depth, light depth wheat. Which, if you're if you're slick enough, you might push us in door and get a couple extra hundo. For well, it. absolutely, absolutely. And, um, that 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 absolutely does happen with the with the good smart people. <laughs> we got greasy uh, ones. Yeah, greasy ones. Uh, Grojo, one of my favorites. Groho. Groho. Is that you said? That's oh, Grojo. Other people's you said, favorites. Grojo. Uh, you know he's the uh, 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 the worker at the farm, right? Joe and, Grow, yeah. and the the Grow Ho is someone not a tool. It's not a tool, but maybe that would be someone who is taking advantage of a grower in some way. It could be male or female, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it could also be a, a of someone that's being taken advantage of by a uh, oh yeah, grower. a hill papa or mama. Oh, that's right, right. The like, whole oh, boss. She's my grow ho. She'll do it. He's my grow ho. Get the grow, back get the grow ho out here, back in. Yeah, okay, totally, totally. Maybe that's the trimmer that also maybe makes love. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I had a good one a second ago, but that oh, that hit right there, kind of. That OG will do that to you. <laughs> um, what's? Oh, uh, yeah. There's. I had a good one there for a second. Uh, Oh, like triple double, triple like tri- double. a triple double. What's triple double? Triple double. It's in basketball basketball term, right? Okay. But it's also um, double sealed triple bags. Oh, double sealed triple double bag. triple or triple double. Right, right. Triple sealed double bags, double triple. Yeah, double bags, triple it's sealed. Commonly, double triple double sealed bags, triple bagged. Double seal, double triple, double, double triple. triple. I got it. Yeah, back it. in the I day, um, I I back in the day, people. When I moved up here, I'm like, what the fuck? Is double, is triple. double triple. Yeah, people triple? were talking about it while they were buying sealers right. and around the sealer. So I right. that figured means, it that, out. And that basically means is it is it packaged and ready to transport? Packaged and ready to transport. Double in, triple in mm-hmm. three bags. 
mm-hmm. double sealed each or two bags, triple sealed each. Right. Double, triple, triple, double. I see. Triple, double. A different, double, different double. technique. I got yeah. it. I so got there was generally confusion, as you could see. I, th- I said triple, double, not double, triple. <laughs> so we got the easy stuff, too. Like we got Indo. Indo. Yeah, indoor weed. Outdo. Outdo. Outdoor weed. Outs. Outs. Yeah. Dep. Dep. Which is light dep weed. Yeah. Um, greeny. 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 Commonly a, a greenhouse. A greeny. Greeny. Definitely. Greeny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Trimagants. I like Trimagants a lot. Trimagants is a good one. Trimagants is a good one. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and, and, you know, I'm, I, I got nothing against Trimagants either, man. No, no, everybody's got to work. No, you know the farmers got to have some light. Which trimmigrants a, a term used derogatory it's a type derogatory term, term used for folks from out of town that are coming in here to trim cannabis and make money for the farmers who need help trimming that time of year, right. harvest season typically, which has kind of turned into all season. And the Arcata Plaza used to have people there on harvest season, and mm-hmm. they're there all the time now, now every day of the week. You know, I uh, now, now I live in Denver. Uh, I've, I've lived in Humboldt for t- almost twenty years, and still have a home here. I love to come back to. That's where we're at right now. It's a now. beautiful home, and uh, thank you. Um, in a beautiful place. And uh, I, uh, last fall, I was here, and you know, I'm reading the Lost Coast Outpost and read the w- newspaper, and I like you know joke about like, oh, some trimmers are here, and. Past few years, I'll come here and I'll see the people on the side of the road. But last fall, holy shit. The plaza of Arcata is full of people with backpacks, with signs that have just pictures of scissors. They're well-dressed people. They're Wookiees. Yeah, I've shown you not. I had seven languages one day. I walked around as a, mm-hmm. as a, as a little something I was Russian, doing for community Japanese, pride and peace. Hispanic, Spanish. Right. Switzerland, right. a lot of French, Northern European. Swiss, German. Yeah. yeah. So many people. You name it. You so name it, then. Here. So, hey, I'm, I'm at the plaza. I pull up. I'm going to the coffee shop. Unbelievable. And I see these two guys in a tr- pickup truck next to me, and they're pointing people out on the plaza, trying to figure out who they trying want. to figure out who they want to go hire. <laughs> I do the same thing. Let's point them out. Whoever comes over here while we're pointing gets the oh, job. Right, we right, should do an experiment right, right. on this radius. Oh yeah, yeah. Just go to, go me out. And you to the go plaza. there. I'll throw a flannel on for the first time I have since someone put me on one as a kid. And I got, I got. <laughs> I got a one piece. Hey, yeah, we'll get we'll get hat. you we'll get you a made grow from deer outfit. skin. I bought it from an Australian gentleman years ago. I'll throw that on. I'll go out there. We'll point. Whoever comes over to us is hired. Right, right, right. Who's that, that guy right there? Hired for an interview for yeah, five hired, minutes. Yeah, right. That's that can be our man do on some the street. Trim interviews. Our man on the street interview. Yeah, you know that's a really good idea. I should do that. Come fall time, I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> head out to the plaza for a day on the. Can head out to the if plaza you want any day, help, man. I'd be happy to help you. Or we could get some volunteers from the Community Pride and Peace Project. We'd mm-hmm. be happy to work mm-hmm. together on anything like that because that's um, we're trying to bring awareness to what's going on. Right. That's 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 kind of how the Community Pride and Peace started. Is so many people come into the community here and they kind of trash it. They don't understand how to live. A lot of them are younger, straight out of homes or haven't don't have enough life experience. I'm being compassionate here, right? To understand how to treat an outside community, you know, or in anyone with respect, themselves included. 
and they trash the area. They defecate in, you know, doorways. They put trash on the streets instead of in the trash cans. They sleep on the streets. And it's just, it's, they're become violent. You know, they become was, that's, violent. That's, Everybody's that was, getting drunk. That's where it crossed the line. That's, that's, for me, that's what crossed the line. Uh, I was attacked while breaking up a fight. Got knocked to the, knocked out, hit from behind. Shorten the story. And, uh, and a few months later, I, I saw this. Damn, you're a big dude. That had been like four dudes that jumped you. No, one dude, one dude from behind can get you. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we had. I thought we were good. I walked away, talking to someone. This guy hit me, knocked me out. I hit my head hit the ground. It woke me back up, and I woke up. I had a mild concussion for a few weeks, and um, a couple months later, I seen this guy on the street, and I thought, "There's that dude." I'm gonna, I'm gonna tar and feather him. You know, that was the first thing you think of. You know, you want to. Sure. And I'm, I'm a compassionate person as well, and I don't, I, you know, violence at that, you know, violence isn't something you do like that at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, totally. Self defense yeah. is a slightly different thing, but it's, it's just it, this wouldn't, you know. So I seen this guy. I thought I felt bad for him, really bad, and started thinking, what, what, what can I do to help this? Because there's a lot of these guys like him, and there's a lot of people like me, good, good citizens trying to help somebody else. And that's then there's a lot of people over here on the far end of that trying to take advantage of somebody yeah, right. uh, like that. So what could I do? Because there's a lot of drug and alcohol problems. There's a lot of mental illness. There's a lot of unwanted people. And that's who we're talking people about. People living right? on the streets. People living on the streets. Because so it's we evolved. easy to live on the streets up there. So there is, a, there is a slightly direct link to some of these folks that came here as a trimigrant and ended up as, as one of these folks on the streets with a drug problem and or alcohol right. problem. Uh, or they already had the drug and alcohol problem and they were able to stay here because of the trimming. Right. And I mean, it's, I don't cite it for many of those, but there, there's also people that come to Arcata because it's been acceptable here for so long to just kind of run around like that on the streets. And there's a social acceptance level in in a community of outlaws that extends all the way from one end of the community to the next, where if, uh, I'm not going to call the cops on my neighbor because we're both growing some plant or we know that somebody, you know, when you have such a huge piece of your community that relies on an illegal activity for food and, and shelter and to put food and money in their bank and food on their and clothes on their family, people don't call the cops on each other for panhandling. Someone's, you know, there, there's, there's just a, there is a direct link to the social more little compassionate community and and there's a level of social acceptance of just activity that's considered in other places to not be socially and morally acceptable so i don't know that's one that's one thing that i cite for some of the the issues on the streets there's so many there's so many it's not there's not one thing people get into arguments no it's because of this no it's because of that it's a there's so many it's just like every other problem. There's, there's so no many aspects. Only there's there's it's never just one thing. It's like five things, three things that I like make to say, the problem. Yeah, I like to say for every problem there's five solutions. You know, that's mm. that's something I I live by. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's uh, been trial by fire in so many cases in your success. I know, like you, you feel that uh, success through failure, and you just fall on your face and learn from it and move forward, man. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if you got like some advice for new cannabis entrepreneurs, whether they're an ancillary business, hemp business, CBD, or like you know directly touch the plant. You know, 
Yeah, I mean, some of the most important advice that I think I could ever offer or give or ha- is, is, is even more general than having to do with the plant, just like, you know, ways to make decisions, you know, in an, in a, in an industry that's evolving so so rapidly, um, there's uh, there's anxiety and there's a there's a sense that decisions need to be made right away. So there's already a sense of desperation. And just from being good in business and being the first kid to sell lemonade on the corner and first kid on the street to bought a lawnmower, you know, uh, I've learned some things in business and about money and and I'm I've always been quick at sorting things and building objects with little toys as a child and stuff like this, you know. And something you'll you'll learn is to not make decisions based in desperation in business. So I think that could be one of the most important pieces of advice, but how do you now, uh, you know, that I just gave you a problem in, in some cases, you know, cause there's a, it's kind of a dire situation. So, um, it's not for everybody. And there's, you have to work with people. If I'm, you know, you have to work with others. You gotta be willing to, to, to work to each other's, um, advantages, you know, and, and build a team of people, you know, to, to get things done and, in a rogue uh, environment, how the cannabis market has been so far, people don't, aren't used to having to work with each other uh, too closely, you know. Right, right. Or yes. share information, right. or share information, you know, share trade secrets and industry knowledge, totally. and all this stuff that's proprietary magic. things now, you know, which is, oh, that three, two, one. I'm like, what's three, two, one? They're like, <laughs> oh, you use three parts of the, the veg part. Two parts of the micro, one part of the bloom. That's the veg formula for GH. I'm like, what's GH? They're like, oh, it's blue, red, and yellow. I'm like, why would you want that? We got the same thing. It's called cutting edge solutions. It's all clear or whatnot. Right. There's right. no dyes in there. Right. Made locally. That's three color stuff. Yeah, one, two, three. Use it the same way. Use that other recipe. Mm-hmm. Right, right. See, right. there's some stuff there. Three, two, one. Yeah. One, three, one. Yeah, there you go. There's some more. <laughs> Well, thanks, Steve. I uh, appreciate you coming out today. Uh, I know I'm probably going to have you back on the the podcast in the future. we got a lot of other stuff to discuss that we didn't even get into. And we could speak hours about individual things here. But uh, I'm glad to have you today. I hope to have you back. And, uh, yeah, Real Dirt with Chip Baker, Steve Geeter. Nice. Thanks, Chip. I'd love to be back anytime. I had a great time. Thank you. Great. Awesome, brother. Have a good one. This has been The Real Dirt. I'd like to give a shout-out to our sponsors, Canacraft, Pickle Consulting, Denver Consulting, Cultivate Colorado, and Archive Seeds. also want to mention Willow, Chris, Lisa, Michael, and Hollis for helping make this episode possible. Thanks, David. Your music advice is invaluable. This has been The Real Dirt. Stay dirty, my friends. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.